Do you like retro video games? Then you should check out the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can find podcasts. And if you like the show, then you can join the Discord by going to the at Nerd Cave Retro Twitter page and click the link at the top of the page. If you like the Open Micros podcast but think Jay is too handsome, check out the Jester's Court podcast hosted by Jason's fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn, found wherever podcasts are given away for free. We also want to shout out our other patrons, Mr. Derek Diamond, Jen Evelyn, old Rob himself, Robbie Hennig, and I am the Rampage. Let's start the show. can only mean one thing. It is time for the Open Micros Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I put the poopy in spoopy. I'm Jacob <laughs> Craig. Yes, I already said that line before we started recording. Such What's a good up, line. Bubba? How you doing, man? I'm good. You know, maybe I need to turn these, uh, maybe I need to turn these bats off that we got going on. Maybe that's Yeah, why. the bats are probably fucking you. <laughs> The bats are fucking you. Yeah, well, no, it's still a little laggy. Oh, well, but if you're watching this on YouTube, I apologize for some, for some reason everything's a little laggy. But if you're listening, you don't know any of that's happening. So you listeners you are... You don't even know. Yeah, you don't even know. You have no idea what's happening right now. You don't even know what I look like. <laughs> you don't want to know what you look like. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I, look, I, I look like I'm going to be... Like the next big Dahmer breakout star, but for John Wayne Gacy. Like I look like I should, I was born to play the young John Wayne Gacy. You do kind of, you, you should be John Wayne Gacy for, for Halloween. I, one year, um, it was Halloween night and it was, there was supposed to be like a scheduled, uh, open mic, like, like paid open mic sort of thing. And everyone was supposed to do comedy as a, uh, character they're dressed as and i was gonna do comedy as john wayne gacy uh but it got canceled and i'm glad i didn't do that because dude i wrote some fucked up shit <laughs> it's i still have it in a notebook it should not see the light of day well if you're gonna do a risky material it's best to do it uh where nobody knows who you are right yeah in clown makeup yeah fairly unrecognizable to people who don't know me <laughs> I was also, I had, I had actually, before that, I had scrapped the idea to do it as John Wayne Gacy, because the jokes that I were writing were just, like, fucking horrible, and I was going to do it as Jason Waterfalls. Oh, Jesus. I was going to dress up <laughs> as Jason Waterfalls and do his whole bit for, like, I was going to, like, run the light and, like, do all kinds of crazy shit. I would give anything to have his set on, on tape, just so I could go yeah. back and watch it when I feel bad about myself. So I could send it to Lauren Michaels yeah, and be like, this is who you need. (laughs) If I ever audition for Saturday Night Live, Jason Waterfalls is going to be one of the characters I pitch. (laughs) No one's going to believe it's a real person. Yeah, that's that's true. Have you ever thought about actually going to New York and trying out for SNL? Oh, every day, dude. Every day. I would love to, but... SNL just hasn't been great in a while. No, it sucks. It's a horrible television program. Um, yeah, it hasn't been good in the last decade, but still, 
it's like if you get if you get on the show for one season, then you can headline comedy clubs for the rest of your life. Like, I mean, it's that's what you're really doing it for. And I feel like I have a few pretty good impressions that I could take the Lord Michael. What's your what's your go to impression? Um, not Jason see. Waterfalls. Not Jason Waterfalls. My go to impression. Um. I don't know. I feel like I don't do a bad, I don't do a bad Trump. I don't do a bad walk-in. I've done, I can do a pretty good Jeffrey Dahmer now just because I've been watching it so much that I can do a pretty good Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, President Obama, I can do really well, but I probably shouldn't. No, I don't think you should do that one. Probably not. No, I don't think they would be able to. Well, to be fair, though, they had Fred Armisen play President Obama for like a year. And that's racist, dude. Like, there's no way that's not racist. <laughs> uh, I don't know what most of my impressions are, are old. <laughs> I don't do impressions yeah. of like anybody new. Yeah, I mean, I, I never really even try to practice impressions or anything. I just kind of watch TV and then just develop like a just kind of parrot what I hear to try to be funny, I guess. Problem is, is like newer celebrities, nobody is really, uh, nobody really has that quality about them to where you can like do an impression and people instantly know who you're talking about. I cracked Pete Davidson a while ago. I can do Pete. Pete Davidson has a pretty recognizable voice. Hmm. But I, I, yeah, I guess so. But I, I mean, don't know. I mean, if I pull out like you know, if I, you could do an Arnold impression, and, and people, yeah, even if it's bad, already. people instantly know who you're who you're doing. But like, if you pull out like Pete Davidson, like how many people out of ten are gonna know that impression right off? True. Well, it's like even the the most famous star in the world right now is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And the only impression you can really do of him is from his 90s wrestling days. Like, there's no way to do a current rock impression. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm just trying to think of somebody, like, within the last 15 years that you could do an impression of, that you could instantly recognize it. And nobody's coming to mind. No. No, I mean... I- like everyone from like every giant movie star from like the 1970s to the 1990s, you can instantly do and everyone will know like De Niro Pacino. It's like, they all have that like cartoonish feature about them. (laughs) It's like, this is the guy who plays the mobster. This is the guy who does, you know, fucking bites predators in the jungle, whatever. No one has that anymore, I guess. Like, like you can't do a Chris Evans impression because he's just like everyone else. That's who I was like thinking of. I'm like, how could you do an impression of like Chris Evans or like Chris Pine? You couldn't. You can't. Like no. <laughs> no, you couldn't. They're they're cookie cutter Ken doll boys. <laughs> cookie cutter Ken doll boys. I like that's a good title. Yeah, yeah name of the episode: <laughs> Cookie Cutter Ken doll boys. <laughs> that was actually also my punk band in high school. Nice. Believe it or not. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Cookie Cutter Kendall, boys. Let's see. Cookie Cutter Kendall, boys. If we ever start a uh, a boy band, that's what we're calling it. Yeah. 
Yeah, or like a like pitch a sitcom. Cookie cutter Ken doll boys. It's just like a bunch of chads who live in an apartment <laughs> together and just do chad stuff, I guess. That one then you would just call it Chad. The Chad. Chad, yeah. <laughs> or Chode. Whichever one fits more. <laughs> but uh dude, something kind of crazy happened since uh the last time me and you just got to talk. Yeah. One of uh yeah, one of our former guests and best friend of the show kind yes. of went viral. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, uh, Ariel Elias got a high noon. It's not a beer, by the way. The guy couldn't even be man enough to throw a whole fucking beer. He threw a high noon. Uh, she got a whole can of high noon thrown at her on stage and, like, exploded. And uh, luckily it missed her. And then she picked it up and chugged it. And it like it's been on CNN. She was on Good Morning America. She's gonna be on Jimmy Kimmel. Like it's fucking insane. Two weeks ago, she was on here. Yeah, <laughs> we're there's we're, nobody. We're uh, we're hit makers, man. I know, right? I mean, if you want to revitalize your career, come on, <laughs> Eddie Murphy, looking at you, Bubba. Yeah, it was come crazy when it was happening because we were we were just as excited to see everything happening. Yeah. And, you know, in our Open Micers production chat that we have with our, some of our higher tier patrons, all night long, all day long, we were just messaging back and forth, like, who was retweeting it? And we're just going down the list, like, every major comedian, all the late night hosts, like, it was on TMZ, it was, cr- it was, it went to the stratosphere. And I was like, man, she literally just hit the lottery. Yeah, I mean, she did the only thing that you can really do to make a bad situation good. It's like she just, she owned it so perfectly and got it on tape to where it, like, she could use that to propel herself past some asshole throwing a beer at her because she has a different political opinion. And you know what? I'm, I'm putting out the call right now that if anybody out there listening to this show knows the person that threw the beer, we want to interview him on the show. That would be hilarious, dude. <laughs> like, uh, so why'd you do it? And how <laughs> do you we f- know why he did it? How do you feel knowing that you launched a comedian's career by being an asshole? Yeah, like 10 years from now, he's going to like see Ariel's <laughs> 15th Hulu <laughs> special or whatever. And be like, I fucking did that to her. She's if, there because of me. If I was her, after I got rich, I would just send him a check for like 10 grand. Be like, here's, thank you for throwing a beer at me. Just mail him a high, a case of high noons. Yeah. I know, <laughs> I would just... send him a case of real beer. Yeah, yeah, just write him a nice little note. Um, yeah, what really sucks, though, is that, so the comedy club handled it perfectly, too. Like, because, I mean, everyone's getting attacked on stage now, dude. Like, it's something that... Clubs and places you're just going to have to deal with. Why uh, the I don't want to go on stage anymore, man. I don't want to have to deal with it. Yeah, see, so the club um, actually filed charges on her behalf against the guy. And then, like, two days later, it's everything is dropped. Like, he's not going to get in trouble for attempted assault. I wonder why. I don't know. I mean, they got it on video, too. Like, it's it's clear-cut that, like, if that was a few inches to the right, then she would have a major concussion at the very least. Yeah. I mean, that's attempted assault. Yeah. 
I mean, that it's it's literally the same as trying to hit somebody and missing, which you would go to jail for. It, I, it blows my mind. I just don't. I, I mean, maybe because of what he did is basically launching her career. Well, even I, that, I, like the police don't give a shit about that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's weird. You because uh, to me, I, I would. We got to make start making examples out of these people, man. I mean, the only explanation I can find is that it's New York City, and they just don't. They can't be fucked with it. Yeah, that's true. It's like I've got fifteen stabbings and two gunshot wounds in the <laughs> lobby. Like I can't deal with the beer camp. But I just, it's so weird to me. Like why? Why do people feel the need to throw something at someone just because they have a different political view than you? I just, yeah, I don't get it. And she wasn't even doing political, she wasn't even doing political comedy. Uh, No, it's like the guy, the guy made it political and then she shut it down. Yeah. And fucking made him mad because he lost and he has a tiny micro dick (laughs) and decided to throw a beer can. Yeah. But it's like, that's why it's going viral, though. I think that's why it's on CNN and Good Morning America, because everyone's playing that factor of like, oh, this comedian who was, uh, says she supported Joe Biden got attacked by a Trump supporter. It's like everyone wants that to use it to like fuel the fire. It yeah. seems like. And it wasn't even, she wasn't, ugh, I hate it. I hate this world we live in. Uh, that's, ugh, it's so gross. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Ariel really even has any political joke that I've seen in her stand-up. Like, I, I don't, I can't, I don't recall hearing a single one. So it's like this guy, essentially, he asked her, "Hey, who'd you vote for?" It's like, dude, if if you ask someone, "Hey, who'd you vote for?" and you don't like the answer, then like that doesn't give you the opportunity to kneecap them and take their wallet. Yeah, no like, shit. How the world works. And, and here's the thing. Why would you even go to a comedy club and try to pull political bullshit like that? I mean, I've seen people like I've had plenty of people at my shows where I've had to like wonder why they're even here. Because yeah. it's very obvious that they don't want to be here listening to comedy. Mm-hmm. So ch- chances are he either has no friends Someone brought him there or he was there for comedy and got completely fucking blasted and decided that it was a good night to go to jail. Eh, I don't know. I mean, he obviously had to be brought there by someone like because he he, you don't intentionally go to a comedy club and try to pull shit like that. I mean, I guess it's not like it's a restaurant or a bar like comedy's in the name. Yeah. And you know that if you know literally anything about comedy, you know that everyone's comedy is not going to appeal to you. Like there is a a type of comedian for everybody. And like every comedy that goes on that stage, you're not going to like. So just don't like her and wait for the next comic to go on stage. Don't try to kill her with a beer can. Yeah. And if somebody gets up there and does political comedy, if I go to a club and and I'm in the audience and someone has a complete different viewpoint than I do and they're doing comedy, 
I'm not gonna heckle. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. I, who? I mean, uh, I just don't understand. Ron White, dude. Ron White's fucking hilarious, and he he believes the exact opposite of what I believe about literally everything. But I'm not gonna get to the point where I'm gonna get so pissed off I'm gonna throw a beer can. Like, that's so yeah. cultish. <laughs> like, why do you feel dude. the need to throw a beer at, uh, especially like a a woman? I mean, it's one thing to throw a beer at, like, one of us, but, like, a female? Like, dude, you're... Something is... You have some fucked up wiring somewhere. I mean, that's his cowardice, I think. Because, like, you can't just go... Because that's such a bad look to go up on stage and try to fight a female comic. He just wanted to throw something and run out. I mean, what did he think was going to happen? That's why I want to interview well, nothing, him. <laughs> apparently, which is what happened. Nothing happened. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he's fine. He's fine, and Ariel's better off for it. So. Yeah. So fuck that guy. Yeah. I, I saw a video that I actually shared on my Facebook a while ago. Of um, it, There's no audio because it's security cam footage. But there's this comedian on stage at like this really nice restaurant in New York. And... um. The, apparently, like, the very front table had already been there before they started comedy, but they were told, like, hey, there's going to be comedy here and everything, and blah, blah, blah. And they were being, like, so rowdy that they had already ruined some comic sets. And the comic on, the comedian on stage said nothing to them, had nothing to do with them getting kicked out. The restaurant, like, decided that they needed to leave because they had the, like, they were ruining the comedy, and the restaurant was like, well, we're paying for the comedy, so we're going to tell these people to fuck off. Yeah, and uh, in the middle of this comic set, who has nothing to do with this? Again, it's it's just it's a lady on stage as well. This big guy gets up at the table and and flips the table, that, and it's close enough to the stage where he flips it at her, where he's trying to hit her with the table. I saw and almost this hits video. her with the table. I saw that. Yeah, and video. then she just comes off the stage and tries to beat the fuck out of him. It's great. <laughs> she comes off the stage punching him in the face. Jesus, man, I, I I don't know. I I just don't even want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with people like that. And it just seems like they're everywhere now. And I it was ever since the Chris Rock, Will Smith incident. It's like it's an epidemic. I knew it was going to happen, and here it is. Mm-hmm. We're watching it all the time. Yeah, I mean, even the biggest comics in the world are worried about it. It's like, and the ones that aren't worried about it, it's happening to. I mean, a guy tried to kill Chappelle while he was on stage. Yeah, he came at him with that gun knife or whatever. Mm-hmm. Got his fucking arm broke. <laughs> like Tom Segura opened up like his shows with saying, "Like if you get out of your seat during my set, I will slap the fucking shit out of you and the bitch you brought. Stay in your seat." <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, the big guys are like worried about someone. I mean, potentially ruining their tapings, their clips, their livelihoods. I mean, if you get punched in the face on stage and have to cancel your show, and then the the venue says, oh, well, you didn't even get halfway. I'm not paying you fucking anything. You're on stage for five minutes. Yeah, It's like, that's your livelihood that they're taking away. I just want to know from these people that do shit like this. Like, I just want to interview one of these people, and I'm like, why? Why are you like this? What well, Jason, I know a you? couple. 
I know a couple that we could interview, Jason. Can, can we get them um, on the show? <laughs> I, I don't know. Let me DM them. <laughs> Let me see. Hey, re- remember that time we got in a fist fight in the street? <laughs> Would you mind coming on my podcast to talk about why you thought it was a good idea to punch me in the face for jokes? Yeah. I'm uh, man. I just never thought I would see a time where comedians are being attacked. Like they're just words, man. They're not. Yeah. I I just the world is so weird now. I just don't get it, man. I just don't get it. It's words now with such staunch rules like unspoken rules behind them as well like every comic knows what they can and can't do on stage and all these comics are getting attacked for things that they can do on stage so it's like well what are the rules now can i not talk about anything can i not be funny do i have to talk like a a fucking 1950s nightclub comic like what (laughs) yeah like what can you say what can you not say and and i would think you know being a person like me i don't I do a few political jokes here and there, but I like to craft political jokes where, you know, they're not designed to piss you off. They're just designed to be observational and funny. I try not to be divisive. And Ariel wasn't even doing any political comedy, and it still came up. Like, I'm so fucking sick of politics and politics being an everything i'm sick of how this angry everyone is about everything and it just seems like ever since about 2016 it's been that way i mean i know it was that way before but i don't know if it's just uh, social media which i I blame a lot of that on social media i blame 24-hour news networks just winding people up and as a species we're not wired. You know, we're, we've only been around at, in our modern man stage for, what, 40, 50,000 years now? We're not wired. Yeah, to, 40 years. Sounds right. 40, 40 years. 40 years <laughs> since uh, 1982. Yeah, 40,000 years. <laughs> 40, years. Yeah. Uh, we're not wired to, to take in as much information as we're taking now. You know, think about it like a hundred years ago, the average farmer (laughs) that lived out in the middle of nowhere, how much Mm -hmm. news does he get in a day? Like it would take weeks to get (laughs) the amount of news that we get in like two minutes now. And we're supposed to process all this stuff. And, and I think people, I think people's brains are being overloaded with information and we don't know how to handle it. Yeah, I mean, that's why so many people just don't give a shit about anything anymore. Yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> I've, I've been it's in- like I just inching ever closer to nihilism for the past few years. Yeah. So it's like you have to f- put everything through the filter of will this affect me personally in any way whatsoever? Yeah. And if the answer is no, then I can't be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't be fucked. But I but, just, um, I'm not no, one with of those comedy. Pe- do you find it weird? And I, I find this really weird and uncomfortable when I see people driving around and they've got like bumper stickers all over the, over the, like there's this oh, yeah. one guy that drives around our neighborhood and he's got this uh, red and white truck 
and it's like it's like completely wrapped with like all these like American flags and it's got like we the people along the side of it and it's got like a bunch of Trump shit on the back of it and I'm just like that's uh, really weird and not normal. Like, yeah. I, why do you worship uh, certain politicians and like patriotism? Like, don't get me wrong, I love America. I like living in America. America's great, but you know, like, it's just uh, these people are going overboard. Yeah, we've talked about that on the podcast before. We're like, that just makes you a target to people to key your car because they disagree (laughs) with you. There's a guy here um, right off the interstate in Ocean Springs who sets up his uh, band of Mm -hmm. of flags that's that's don't tread on me. Let's go, Brandon. Fuck Joe Biden. Just flying for everyone's little kid to see. Mm hmm. Um, what happens if someone just pulls over and sets it on fire? Cause he doesn't have a permit to sell any of that shit. Yeah. So you can't claim personal damages. It's you're not legally able to sell it. Uh, like you know, you're just putting yourself in danger. And you're right. Like I see that guy all the time. And like, I went to the flea market, uh, about a week or so ago and, you know, I'm walking around and they, and of course at the flea market, they've got, you know, uh, rebel flags like flying everywhere and shit and they're selling Hell yeah. like these flags and there's like these uh, uh bumper stickers on the table that say Trump 2024 uh fuck your feelings and i'm like there are little kids running around here that are like 3 4 5 6 7 you know little kids all over the place and you've got this shit just laying out here and and you're supposed to be like the party of you know, morals and Christian values and all this shit. And you're going to like, just be selling and displaying, you know, fuck your feelings with like all these little kids seeing it and stuff like the fuck is wrong with you. (laughs) I just don't, I don't get it, man. Yeah. Well, you know, that's why their kids shoot up schools, Jason. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) That's why, because that's their parents. (laughs) That's, that's why. I get it. That's why Parkland happened. We solved so, it. We saw We cracked the code. Cracked it. Uh, cracked speaking it of, of comedy censorship, though, I, um, I found something at one of the local flea markets that I have here to show you for $2. It's a cassette tape, and it's an Eddie Murphy cassette tape <laughs> of one of his old set lists. And I want you to see if you can read that that first word Ooh, there. Oh, wow! That is uh, yeah. That his opener on this set list is that word. Wow! And it's just it, it's for sale for two dollars in, in the flea market. And when I checked it out, the lady at the front counter said it and laughed and said, "He's so bad." <laughs> I was like, "Yep, he's so bad." Wow, and uh, I don't know. Maybe that's why he hasn't come back with a uh, a new special because people would be bringing all that shit up, and he doesn't want to deal with exactly, it. Exactly, dude. Exactly, he doesn't want to lose his Shrek money. Yeah, no kidding. For, because he was able to say different things twenty years ago that he can't say anymore. Yeah, 35 years ago, 40 years ago. Yeah. And the rest of his set list is um, Buckwheat, 
black movie theaters, talking cars, do do Christmas gifts, <laughs> like <laughs> boogie in your butt. Ephraim, the Pope, and Ronald Reagan hit by a car. Enough is enough. Like I couldn't imagine now releasing an album and putting my set list on the front of it with just words that I used to remember it by. Yeah, like that's unheard of now. But I think that we should still do it like that because that's really. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons I bought the thing is because it had the set list on the front of it. And I was like, I yeah, I'm, I I want to hear Eddie Murphy talk about all this stuff, <laughs> especially the first one. I want to see what he has to say. Yeah, I, I, that's pretty rough. Whew, man, it is rough. But now nowadays you have like Shane Gillis uh, getting canceled for saying shit that's not nearly as bad as that. And his career better off for it. Uh, Louis C.K. getting canceled for doing consensual sexual acts with people. Like, I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but that, I don't know. I, I, I think I've actually thought about this over the last few weeks because I've been hearing people talk about Eddie Murphy. He's come up in quite a few conversations and people are like, oh, you know, he's supposed to be coming out with a new special and all this kind of stuff. And my theory is the reason why he hasn't is exactly that. Because he yeah. would have a lot to have to answer for. And right now it's kind of like. Eh, people remember. But it's kind of like let sleeping dogs lie. So just right. you know. Let that Cause, go. Because everyone loves him is why. But you go back to some of that earlier stuff. And it's rough. <laughs> yeah, It's raw. It's yeah. Eddie Murphy wrong. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, if you're Eddie Murphy anyways, you don't need that special because there's no amount of money that they could pay you for that special to make it worth losing that hour of material. Like what he needs to do is just sell the fuck out of every comedy club in the country, take everyone's phones, lock the doors, do the same hour of material and make a billion dollars yeah. real quick. Off just one hour of material, just because you're Eddie Murphy. Yeah, but does he really need the money, though? He has 27 kids, Jason. <laughs> I'm sure he so does. So, yes. Yes, he does need the money. And he has that... 27 kids and 19 baby moms. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to go ahead and end this episode. We're recording two episodes tonight, so this is sort of a sort of a part one to our Halloween uh, episode. BOGO! So, the, you're going to hear part two of this coming up on Halloween night because we're not recording that night. We are pre-recording the episode. So this is sort of a part one of the Halloween episode. And then on Halloween night, you're going to get part two. So uh, you ready to go ahead and call this one an episode and then we'll be back for part two. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to email us, email us at openmikerspodcast at gmail.com at openmikers, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us individually at jfunktastic on Instagram and Twitter and at Jacob C. Craig on Twitter and Jacob Craig Comedy on Instagram. And we will see you guys next week. Whoa, it's spooky season. I've had a few doo-doo Christmas gifts. <laughs> we got to tell you guys about B-Rez Coffee Company. 
That's right. B-Res Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by game. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered. Like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel flavored roast. Or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order. 